0: Everybody. Welcome to the A After Show. Um, I'm Lindsay Loveridge, executive editor of Anime News Network and with me as always is James Beckett, our attack on Titan Yo. reviewer and general anime reviewer. Jackie is not with us this time because she is jet setting to Europe where she's gonna be for like two weeks. so
1: unfortunately she won't be here for the next two episodes. but what will we'll I mean, like she's missing better. much. I don't think anything happened in this week's episode. That we no, need talk, to talk about, about filler, right? Now, right? I know. <laughs> it was weird how it was like all about Sasha like looking for food. Did I watch the right episode? I was kind of confused. No, I yeah. was expecting like a bunch of revelations, and there's just the, a lot of like Sasha and hmm. there was definitely eating things in this episode. Yeah, okay. So I watched the right one. But not like potatoes so much, you know. Oh, no. Those weren't potatoes. No. no oh no. no. <laughs>
0: This was uh, this was a doozy of an episode. I guess it, if we could summarize it at all, I would say that uh, it was quite. Um, it was kind of a lore dump. Not, I mean yeah. that not in a negative sense, because I think we've all kind of been waiting uh, for these specific revelations—the true history of the Eldian Empire and its relationship with Marley. But James, so what were what are your lasting thoughts after watching um, this episode?
1: episode 80 right oh man i mean being a kid in this universe sucks i think is my main takeaway yeah is that if you are a child in the universe of attack on titan then your life is uh, suffering and pain and um getting turned into giant kaiju things and then uh, dying so this was I'm the glad second episode. I didn't grow up there. <laughs>
0: yes, this is also the second episode where it seemed like there was a distinct possibility of being eaten by dogs. I don't know what know, is up with like the a... show and the reoccurring theme that you might get eaten by dogs just while you're out doing your trying to it's live or your, your life. own children. So, or your is own better. children. Oh boy, there's a lot of children eating their parents. Like yeah. reoccurring theme here from two thousand years ago all the way to. Aaron Yeager.
1: So, so Shakespeare guess, would be proud. This is a it's it's the craziest Titus Andronicus uh fan fiction imaginable. Someone yeah. saw someone saw Titus and was like, you know, I feel like we can make this even more extra. Um I so
0: I guess to sort of set things up, you know, Aaron and, and Zeke, they're still hanging out in that in-between place. It's not truly the coordinate. The, the coordinate, the, not
1: where the, the paths the, are...
0: Where the paths are all visible. Uh, you know, they just got back from kind of reviewing memories of their father and that introduced how Aaron through... It's not tra- time travel, technically,
1: but it, it time, finds a lot... Time of, visions.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, his ability to see the future and also Grisha's ability to see the future through him and how that has perpetuated the path that they're currently on. Again, this is one of those, like, Time loop things where if you think about it too hard, it kind of makes your brain melt. So I, I'm like not thinking about it too hard. I just know that Grisha has information from Aaron. Aaron has information from Grisha. Aaron has information from potentially another future source if there is another attack Titan owner and how Aaron has basically been able to manipulate past and future time via this ability to ensure that certain things happen. Yeah. Both to like, he's, I guess kept information from his dad intentionally to lead him down a certain way. So anyway, all that comes to a head when they get back to the coordinate and, you know, Zeke has basically reconciled the fact that he's not going to get Aaron to go along with his euthanization plan. So he's Eren's just not you know, down for that, not down for that. So he's going to tell Yamir, who is the progenitor of all Titans to make it so they can't reproduce anymore. And then Aaron, um, I don't know if we've got a picture of this, uh, James, he basically
1: degloves himself, which is, like, one of the grossest... Oh, no, I didn't ever. I didn't get a screenshot of that one, because the way it was animated, it was hard to, like, tell what was happening in still frames. But, yeah, that was pretty yeah. gnarly. Yeah, I've seen that in a movie once. I can't recall which one, but it's just, like,
0: one of those things that once I learned that there was, like, a technical term for it, you know,
1: de-gloving. Oh, no, um, it's the his... worst term, too. Like, the... The, the imagery and the sounds that it, you know, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. He also uses his thumb too. Yeah. Theo's kind of
0: pointing it. that out. Yeah. He, uh you know, the only way he's going to slip out of the shackles if he just straight up uh, tears his own thumbs off so that his hand can, you know, fit in there,
1: but he also. Now granted it's all like a metaphor, right? It's all like mental projection. Cause they're not, you know, they're not like actually physically in this space, but it still looks like right. a part. So yes. Aaron is yes. not that dedicated. Yes. His, his so, mind you know, thumbs are, are busted up.
0: Yeah. So he, you know, ditches the thumbs, ditches a couple layers of skin, maybe fat off of his hands, and then embraces Ymir. And it's basically like, hey, you want to fuck shit up? Right? You just stick of this. Don't you just want to like fuck it all up? Fuck this.
1: And, um. You know, when you wish that like the whole world was dead, well, we can actually make that a reality. Yeah, and yeah. Over the course of the the rest of the episode, we see exactly why Ymir probably would want to see the whole rest of the world dead. Um, do we, we have a, a lot... Do we have a screenshot of Ymir oh. that we can pre- Oh, we have like... many screenshots of Ymir. Oh, this God. is a, a, an Amir heavy episode. Let's uh, yes, let's pull him up here on the old screenshototron here. I
0: also want to remind everyone: like her name's Ymir, but she is not the same Ymir as in like Krista and Ymir. Although there are some parallels between the stories, when you think about it, Krista's uh, Ymir was named after this Ymir, who was just a slave girl. Well, wasn't even initially a slave girl. She was just, you know, a villager, you a know, kid. gathering water, looking,
1: looking you know, at might, weddings.
0: Maybe had a little dream about one day being happily married, as she is witnessed. She witnesses a wedding during this
1: episode. Recently her- orphaned, I believe. I we got that. A lot of this episode. It's very dreamlike. And so we see like a flash yeah. of like the the village burning. And I assume that was like either her house or her village or something because she she didn't look very happy to see those flames going up, yeah. the Not- uh, the art direction for this reminded me a lot of sort of like
0: fairy tale imagery, is mm-hmm. what we've seen in children, which is intentional because we've up until this point only ever seen her as like a representation in books and whatnot. Like she was, you know, her receiving the Titan powers has been shown as her meeting this kind of troll looking thing at various points but it doesn't quite go down like that in fact yeah, we
1: even see a glimpse of the fairy book that our emir was reading back when she was yes. hanging out with her sister no that was historia that's Historia. story oh, sorry i meant historia yeah. sorry that our historia was reading back when she was hanging out with her sister and yeah what um i think one of the running themes of this whole episode is that you know we've seen a lot of stories of of the past, right? Either the ancient past or the more recent past from like right before King Fritz, the whatever. (laughs) However many King Fritzes down the line ended up um, walling everything off in parodies. We've seen a lot of the the myth-making and the propagandizing that Marley and the Eldians have done to sort Mm -hmm. of build up their history and to build up their kind of national pride and their hatred of each other. But I think one of the running themes in this whole episode is how the truth of it, or at least I think the closest we're ever gonna get to the truth is a lot, uglier and dirtier and sadder and nowhere near as conveniently, I guess, memeable in a sense. Like this isn't the kind of story that I think would make anyone feel super proud to be an Eldian, but that's kind of how history tends to go because um, yeah, like uh, we, you know, we see that, you know, she wasn't some beautiful beloved princess that was like born with the, the blood of the Titans flowing through her veins. Um, she got accused of uh, running off or of a, uh, letting some pigs go free. And yeah, um, the king, um, King Fritz said, hey, y'all, um, I'm the king. And if uh, you don't fess up to who lost these pigs, I'm going to gouge out all of your eyes. And so they said, no, nah, it's this girl. Right. And she, uh, and she became a scapegoat. Yeah, well, and we were talking a little bit because both of us, now that we've gotten to like the big revelations of, of the story, we've started – dipping a little bit into the manga just to make sure that we're, you know, kind of making sense of everything. And based on what little I skimmed in the manga, it, se- it seemed to me, or the way it was described by other readers was that maybe in the manga, and maybe people in the chat can clarify, it seems like that sh- she really did let the pigs go. Whereas I think the anime made it a lot more ambiguous and really made it seem like they just decided it was going to be her because, you know, she didn't have anyone to defend her. Mm-hmm. Either way, it sucks, right? I don't think what happens to Amir, you know, two pigs, like, I don't think anyone is going to argue that she deserves to have everything that happened to her because of those pigs that escaped.
0: No, like Theo also pointed out in the chat, um, her tongue was also cut out. So she you can consider her basically mute. Um, oh, yeah. This as well. Um, they don't show her tongue specifically, but it's like they got them all lined up to just cut out their tongues because they don't think slaves need to be able to talk. And in the same way with the pigs, they're like, well, we'll take one of your eyes because slaves don't need both eyes. But instead of doing that, they decide to do a fictional fiction favorite, uh, uh, The Greatest Game.
1: Yeah, they just. just We're just going to
0: hunt you in the woods, just run for it. And they get a couple of arrows in her. And then she comes up on a tree, which is, you know, pretty um, metaphoric. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of uh, Norse myth. The tree of life. Yeah. Yeah. So she, you know, climbs inside this giant tree, falls into a seemingly endless pits. Down there is, you know, some kind of water. And then she encounters um, this thing, thing, which kind of looks like a spine with a sperm attached to it. That was my first impression. Um, something I, very
1: primordial, very...
0: Yeah. I've been told that it's it's based on uh, an actual really early life form from the Cambrian period. So that, that's sort of some intentional reference as well. But uh, yeah, it fuses with her and that's when she gets her first Titan powers. And just,
1: you know, glorious form. And this... Awesome looking. And again, I just... I, it, it just... It's so, I think, perfect for the show. And honestly... This reveal, I think, did not not it doesn't completely uh relieve Attack on Titan of some of the muddier, I think, issues that have come from the way that it's used, like racial allegory and like the Eldians being kind of victimized based like on their 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 race by the Marlins. I, I think some of the imagery that the show uses is still a little too thorny for it to be wielding without without any problems. But um, I actually really did love how the origins of the entire Titan bloodline weren't based in any kind of like superiority or um, any kind of like nobility or they didn't earn it. (laughs) Um, It was literally because some poor kid got hunted down like an animal in the woods by a king who could not care less about her. Or anyone really. One in a billion chance.
0: Yeah, it just seemed like the result of kind of a freak accident of sorts. And Ymir, I felt awful for her during this entire thing, even though she doesn't talk really. And she doesn't emote a ton. No one really does. Everyone's this sort of washed out. They kind of all look like they've been made of clay. If I Mm -hmm. was going to, you know, the eyes are really hollow looking. There's not a lot of expression around the mouth or anything, but so she is enslaved. Her tongue's cut out. She gets these weird new powers and the king considers it an honor of sorts that he basically decides to mate with her. He calls it his seed, which is, like, yeah. the grossest thing. It's just, like, it always makes me cringe when... The gift like, of his seed, you know. I'm like, uh! um
1: Well, let's be real. I mean, Amir couldn't have been, like, she was, what, maybe 10 when she first became a titan and was I would weaponized. say, like, the
0: 10, 10 to 13 range. She was, you yeah. know,
1: pretty decent. Yeah. and i'm not going to imagine that she was that much older when the king decided that he wanted to start popping out some magical titan heirs i thought when that happened
0: too i was like well maybe she's going to we're going to actually see her express some level of of joy or something when uh she has children but she seems completely lost when they start handing her the infants and everything like they don't show an, a maternal instinct uh coming from her at that point and which is in line kind of with what you're saying that she was probably a very young mother and does not know like how to care for children or have really any uh, agency. She doesn't have any agency throughout this entire story at all. Whatsoever. Well, I thought it was
1: really, uh, it was really a point how, well, yeah, like even, I mean, even by the end of things, right. Even when we get to the point where, you know, she's become this weapon of war to conquer all of the, you know, this kind of, Greco Roman era of civilization between Marley and the Eldians and whomever else. I'm assuming there were other tribes, right? But even by the time we get to this moment where this one random guy, who I feel like must be like maybe one of the sources of inspiration for that helosmith that comes down later on. Oh, the, hey. The that's heroic a good point. Marleyan that eventually topples, you know. Um, I didn't but think of that. Like, I mean, he's obviously
0: a, a prisoner of war. Like he's yeah. dressed in the Roman style as opposed to the. Uh, like Norse style that um, Fritz's
1: people are dressed as the Eldians. So, well, I just and know, it's, right. so, it's so funny that like you know two thousand ish years later the Marlians have to come up with this this kind of as far as we know this this cockamamie propaganda story about the great and powerful Marlian hero that was able to 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 end the bloodline once and for all. And this flashback, and again, it's not the same guy, but this yeah. flashback I think really drives home how none of it is as pretty or as, you know, mythological as that. It's just some suffering anonymous soldier trying to get a lucky shot off before he gets horribly murdered. And instead um, he kills Emir instead of the king, which inadvertently, you know, um, I mean, who's to say whether or not the, t- the Titan line would have actually continued if the king didn't get the bright idea to uh, try to pass down, the the gene to his daughters. But the the point that I was getting at is that even here, right? Where she dies for him. uh, She, he still calls him her slave. His slave. They never,
0: she was, yeah, she was never his mistress even, or even a concubine or any kind of higher level social status was never given to her. uh, Despite all of her contributions at this point to um, the Eldians instead he yells at her and says this can't kill. get up you can't die here this isn't going to kill you and i I do wonder about that because i feel like she could have got what we've seen from titans up to this point right is that you know people can live through much more extensive injury either by transforming it into a titan right after they're injured or healing themselves because of their titan abilities i don't know i think
1: she wanted to die yeah that's actually i hadn't thought about that like super explicitly but i think everything we're talking about i think that makes a lot of sense and to be honest and i know again i think the wiki mentioned there's some details about her like falling in love with him or whatever but the anime what we get in the show doesn't really leave any room for you know for her having any kind of positive or 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 loving feelings for any of the people in her life and so i think to me it would make sense that maybe she you know maybe she saw this opportunity and was like oh like this is how i'll finally get to die like this is my way out. right here.
0: Which I think also reiterates maybe the lack of connection she probably felt with her children too because she yeah. didn't have a will to live strictly for them either. She was just like I'm out.
1: Like... They sure felt the connection to her. Oh my god.
0: So I mean so this scene and quite a few others from this episode were actually in the second ending sequence for Attack on Titan. Um, You can go rewatch them and see like a lot of this is in there only it's drawn in kind of a, like a wood cut out sort of sort of style and I remember watching it at that point and feeling like I had kind of a good idea about the true history just from that ending sequence. I didn't have any of this context, but I'm like, "Mm, they ate they ate somebody and this is they've been eating people for a long time. It was really cool ending sequence. Gross but like cool. This is worse probably.
1: Um now that I know it's like they're kids, right? Like it's these kids who are being told by their insane father To to eat your mom, kids. Eat her all up every last bit. Because at that point, they don't know how the Titan gene gets passed down. I think eventually they they must figure out the Yeah, because when he's
0: on his deathbed, then he's like, the spines! So
1: they figured it out You're going to eat everything. Every part of it. King Fritz is... Everyone in the background, too, is just like, oh, oh, what are we doing? (laughs)
0: Like, don't look directly at it. I'm kind of confused why there's even an audience at all. Like, why is... You know, that this isn't being done secretly with just him, them, and maybe like
1: the guys who cut up their her, their mom and well, that's yeah, how you make but... it okay, right? You turn it into a ritual. And and <laughs> we even saw how like even though they had to do it kind of in hiding with the um with the the crew on paradise Island, like when you turn it into a ritual and when you make it into this this thing that everyone is a part of, everyone's involved, um yeah. then it's not murder, then it's just uh uh, passing down of a of like a government position, you know what I mean? Like this is how you, like, and that's what I think is so powerful about this episode is like this is proof. And Aaron even says it later that like I don't I don't think we can really call Aaron a nationalist because mm. I don't think he has any love or any respect for the Eldian culture. Like I don't think he cares at all about being an Eldian as far as like pride or you know I'm gonna do this for the sake of like my, uh, my fatherland. Like, I don't think he cares about any of that. I think he I don't think really he feels cool... any attachment to humanity in any way, shape or
0: form, which is something that, yeah. you know, we kind of find out at the end. I mean, I'm expecting for Aaron for there to be yet another like twist, you know, kind of like how he pulled one over on Zeke. I still have kind of a hard time believing that, oh, Aaron's true end goal is just utter annihilation of everyone except for those on parodies. Like he's decided that everyone except for those on parodies are his enemy and he's just going to kill all of it. I've been. I think he's been pulling is... like a Dr.
1: Manhattan. That's kind of, Oh, um, that's good. And I guess it's like, if I be, you know, or what's his name from, um, Oh God. I just, the famous anime with the guy who becomes like super King uh, dick face so that everyone in the galaxy like unites against him. Um, Kogias, Kogias, thank you. Okay, everyone in the everyone
0: in the comments is like Kogias, Kogias. Yeah, not space, space, really, James.
1: There's space I've in like, that one, right? N- no, in it. Okay, well, if he's oh, not space. space. Okay, well, Still. <laughs> yeah, still yeah. Alush, right? Like his whole thing yeah, at the end space. of that show. Spoiler alert for a, a really famous old anime is that yeah. um, he's going to become the villain. Of, of history so that you know everyone else can kind of unite against him and i think that kind of happens in dune too at some point in one of those books and oh, okay. i kind of wonder if that's what aaron's doing where he genuinely is going to be like i'm going to kill all of you guys um so so you think he's going to try and unite the world that is currently
0: like attacking eldians and marleans and everything and like to stop all of that they'll just focus solely on him And then once they defeat him, there'll be peace.
1: Is that kind of what you're postulating? I think, I mean, it's one of those things where the, you know, as I've been thinking about it, like, I think what Aaron feels like he's trapped in, and I think, you know, as far as the world of the story goes, like this, the the whole idea, the concept of war, and they sure kind of clumsily frames it as, you know, people are always going to hate the Eldians no matter what, which. Right. That's a hard sell, but. I think Aaron is basically stuck in this mentality of, well, as long as other like nations exist, and as long as this, this concept of war exists, then the fighting won't stop, right? And at some point mm-hmm. or another, either we're going to be attacked, or we're going to have to attack people, and it's never going to end. And so I think that, and whether or not it's intentional, right, that his you know, potentially Dr. Manhattaning of it, I think his his mentality is, well, how do we stop war, we get rid of all of the other parties that could conceivably make war but i think the, the flip side of that is how do you stop war is you give all of the other parties a reason to stop fighting each other and whether or not you know whether he becomes like a reverse scapegoat in the same way that that emir was back when this all began right he allows mm-hmm. himself to be the one that everyone blames and everyone hates and everyone oh, targets oh yeah thematically
0: that makes sense thematically that makes a lot of sense it would also be like a callback to the to the scene in this episode where everyone points the finger at Ymir over the pig pens it would just be everyone pointing the finger at Aaron I mean I think that's a logical place for the narrative to go I don't know that it would be like the grand conclusion to no more war in this world ever because i mean aaron's gonna die eventually right he's gonna lose his titan powers even eventually so i mean you could take those powers with him as well one of the ideas that i i threw around um last time we were talking about the show was that aaron was planning to devour all of the titans so he would contain all the powers and then he could just go die and then they wouldn't exist anymore that could also fit into Sort of what you're suggesting as well. I wouldn't hate that conclusion. I think. Um, no idea if it's real. I they think one of the only ways but... you can
1: make Aaron's character feel. I mean, he's still being childish, right? I think. You know I think. Like you said, the the idea that you could end war or end conflict like this and and protect everyone forever with a, such a grand gesture as you know, like literally throwing a temper tantrum. Big enough to kill the whole world. Um, I think it's. I think he is still being a child, mm. but I think it would also explain why he's had to play things so close to the vest, because he would need every one of his friends to believe that he really is hell bent on destroying the world in order for this whole, you know, in order in or, if if that was his plan. And I genuinely don't know. Like I, I yeah. have somehow been able to avoid spoilers for the ending. For, for years. And um, I, if that is his plan, that's one of the only ways that I could see I guess Hajime Isiyama finding a way to sort of have his cake and eat it too, where Aaron right. gets to be, you know, this literally demonic monster, while also finding a way to to make his story not completely nihilistic?
0: I don't know. Yeah, where this episode leaves off, it just seems like Aaron is trying to just burn it all down right the only way to like right all the wrongs is to burn it all down and start over but for some reason still with the exception of the people on parodies i guess because he still cares about them there was a really he knows them (laughs) (laughs) because he knows them i guess yeah Yeah. but i mean yeah he uh there's a really funny scene when Aaron is resurrecting and Armin is like turns to Mikasa Mm -hmm. and he's like he's on our side You know, we won, and Aaron's on our side. And I swear, it's like three to five minutes later, he's like, "Oh no, he's going to destroy
1: the entire world!" Oh no! Why does he need all of these titans if he's just doing a little rumbling? Yeah, (laughs) and Aaron immediately comes on the 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 telepathic megaphone to be like, "What's up, world? I'm going to kill all of you. Bye!" Like, yeah, I'm also this Eldritch Worm Titan Monster thing. So have fun with that. Yeah, uh, there's this, he kind of becomes the
0: giant spine thing that you can see in the opening sequence of this season. Like you see it in his eyeball, I think, real quickly in the opening. There's what looks like a giant rib cage. And that's, you know, whatever Aaron's turning into at this point. Um, We will continue talking about this here in a minute, but we do have a word from our sponsors. So if everyone would just stick around, Uh, we've got a few quick ads and then we'll be right back.
2: Now for a quick word from our sponsors. Quest to thirsty skin and leave it feeling sat and smooth with Whey Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. Hydration that lasts, preventing dryness. And it's high quality, nourishing ingredients like squalene, coconut oil, kupowasu butter, and coconut oil. And turn your shower into an escape with the gentle skin softening Whey Melrose Place Body Cleanser. It balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather. There's skin softening oils in a hydrating blend and also high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil. All right, to experience the new way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, your body, your way, go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code B-L-E-A-V, believe to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at the way.com code believe. So go over there now. Also, what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing, and that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. With all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 a month. So you grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash or use the code bleave that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee.
1: All right. We're back. Uh, thanks for sticking it out. I know I've made should... this trip before, but I, I really yeah. do think that, um, especially based on that last screenshot there, if, if anyone could use in a nice skincare regimen, it's probably Aaron at this point. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's struggling a little bit. I, can, I think. I, I feel can feel like his
0: we've seen him physically transform um, quite a bit over the last two episodes. Uh, I mean, he got the man bun and everything when he was reintroduced in in the season, but his anger seems to be actually changing his face in yeah. quite a few scenes this doesn't even look like aaron if you told me this was a screenshot of aaron i would be
1: like no it's not like who is that guy that lo- no, looks like, like is, this, is this the bad guy from insidious five um <laughs> uh, but he, yeah he looks like a, i mean he looks like a demon right like a monster like he he he's abandoning his humanity i think um because, yeah I mean, we saw him get real, con- I mean, a lot of people got
0: really contorted last episode, including Aaron, but also like Grisha with going insane and everything. And yeah, he's just turning into a real, real ugly dude.
1: I mean, and- anger also gives, uh, if I, I, I'm pretty sure I have the screenshot. Yeah, anger also gives Emira a face. So that is in and of itself, I think, a testament to the transformative power of anger. These she, faces she are so, everything.
0: these faces are so like meme
1: I I can't. I get it. It's like a lot, right? Like it's that's you know, it kind of reminds me of uh of um like old like kind of woodcut paintings and stuff. You know, like very I mean, yeah, very theatrical, very broad. But I mean, given the nature yeah. of the story, I get it. Man. Yeah, and I I
0: did feel good for her
1: here in that like
0: she's finally because she's basically been a slave to the royal family in the afterlife at this point. Like she died oh, and then was still being commanded around to fulfill whatever you know they thought she needed to do to to create the Titan forms, to alter them, to whatever.
1: It's like, God, let this let this girl sleep, man. Well, and how sad and honestly this is this is one of those things that I think really shows how I mean for all of its faults, and it's not a perfect story, but I think Attack on Titan is so well constructed and there's so much going on just thematically and narratively, right? Even if we toss away all the allegory and stuff. Like something that that's been really getting to me is, you know, a lot of times back in the day, people would like make fun of the Titan designs, right? Because they look so bizarre and so out there and and so kind of intentionally yeah. sometimes even comical, right? They have like goofy like Garfield faces. And then they and then you know and they'd be running like this yeah. or something. And it was but yeah. then when you realize yeah. that that I mean they're all being sculpted by some traumatized <laughs> little girl out of sand like they're literally just the sand sculptures of a kid yeah. um which i think explains why they look so goofy but also like it's just for thousands of years she's just been doing this work and again yeah. used as a tool even in death she doesn't even get to be free when she dies she, so now she, i know why the colossal listening. titan's head is like so small compared to the rest of his body um, yeah, you show me a 12-year-old that can get proportions down
0: on their first try. Like, my, you know? like my, my five-year-old's version of, like, human anatomy is like a, an egg torso. And you got stick arms, stick legs. You put the
1: face in the torso. And then he draws a scribbly cloud on top for hair. So I would believe you if you told me that there was a titan that had that exact anatomical <laughs> layout. They just look like Grimace. Like a fleshy Grimace. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I guess where this episode leaves off is Aaron is transforming into some crazy thing just crazy like his spine thing is reminiscent of the the being that connected with humir in the tree um but you know huge we haven't really seen his like final form i'm assuming it's just gonna be like the tallest titan like ever or something like that um The wall titans have woken up. All the the walls have all come down, which also felt symbolic at the time. Like he's lowered all of the walls, and Paradise is now a free, free flowing area.
1: And those titans are just imagining Reagan going, Mr. Gorbachev, no, that isn't what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Not those walls. Not those ones. Not the ones with the
0: man eating titans in them. All those titans are marching on towards the mainland, Marley, everywhere. Um, But what we kind of saw from the episode preview is that uh, all those crazy Titans that have just been running around, you know, eating people, I think they're going to just also descend on parodies because now there's no walls to keep them out. Right. They're still there.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm. I mean, because I have no. Because uh, Zeke's obviously lost the plot. I don't think yeah. Zeke is, is going to be controlling any more Titans necessarily. Um, and I no. think, I don't know if I got a picture of it, but I'm pretty sure in that um I didn't. But when he's <laughs> oh, there's at, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's head yeah. on the spine. <laughs> when he's uh, when he's radio broadcasting out to all of the the subjects of Amir, I'm pretty sure we saw uh, Pixis standing there. Um amongst the crowd and we saw um, oh. Falco for sure, like just kind of uh, laying down like Yamcha. Um, at least I think it was Falco. But um, I think that's maybe implying that all of those like people that got a uh, juiced with Zeke's spinal wine are, are still oh, maybe okay. like, there's still enough yeah. of them left to maybe bring them back. But I don't know. Okay. So it's not,
0: the, it's not the pure Titans that, you know, were people that got in the back of the neck and then pushed Onto parodies, it's actually the the soldiers that got uh awakened um instead. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh that kind of gives us some extra time though to talk about some other shows because even though we got a lot of lore this time, I feel like there wasn't as much maneuvering or like big themes to kind of expound upon. Um so James, what would you rather t- you said you're not up to date on ranking of kings, so Again, I haven't got to talk about it in a couple weeks. If y'all are watching Ranking of Kings, you should be watching Ranking of Kings. Um, This week's episode was about as brutal as Attack on Titan episode typically is. Um, It was dark and awful and hard to stomach, but... I feel like with Ranking
1: of Kings, it's even harder to stomach because the art style in the world feels so whimsical on the surface.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Without spoilers, I would just say, like, content warning, uh, there is a dead baby. So... Oh. Just... Oh geez. Yeah, yeah, it's real awful. It's real awful. Um so uh we won't do that one since James hasn't seen it, but James also reviews Demon Slayer for us and that is gearing up the Entertainment District Arc is gearing up for his 45 minute finale uh this this Sunday, Saturday or so, this weekend. So uh I am up to date on that. I just watched um I was two episodes behind, but I watched them yesterday or the day before and Wow, um, I can't believe they made an entire season out of a single battle. But in fairness, it's been pretty. And Nick did try to warn us. Nick <laughs> I, did I, try, Nick try to warn us. Did warn us. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as that show goes, you know, it's mostly been Tanjiro, Zenitsu, Inosuke, Uzui, uh, trying to fight what was originally Daki, but now is Daki and her. And her brother with a really creepy
1: waistline. Uh, yeah, Guitaro. Yeah, he's um, uh, he's got the. Uh, there we go. I got the perfect. I got the perfect shot of Guitaro right there. Is uh,
0: yeah, he's um, more a corset uh, in a past life, I think.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that that goes beyond like pear shape. He's, he's going like full on. I don't even know what that is. Like, a, why, a why don't they did
0: they do together? Do you think it's harder to decapitate him or to just like cut him down like through the middle because I feel like his waist is probably
1: thinner than his neck even just looking at this picture. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how he's standing upright at any point, but that's fine. I guess we'll will let him be. <laughs> he's a demon, he can just he can just he can just do that. Um yes. his his voice though.
0: James yeah. do, you, do you think you could imitate it at all? Cuz like the cadence to his voice is something. Oh, I I genuinely don't think I could. Um, not, so I was like, eh, so nah. yeah, so yeah, uh, sort of
1: creaky thing. He sounds like an evil witch from like the Wizard of Oz, yeah. if that evil witch smoked a shit ton of meth. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like I don't like like a strung out witch is like the closest like a a crone uh, a crone in, in rehab. Like it's such a I feel bad for his vocal cords. Every time he talks, I'm like, oh, the damage you're doing. Um, oh, really to yeah. You
0: have to drink, like, a lot of water for that performance. Um, yeah. I've been enjoying, like, all the action as far as, you know, the spectacle of the show is amazing. Um, I think Uzui is probably one of the cooler, like, supporting characters we've had in a while. I like I like his flashiness. I like how the fireworks go off, like, when he attacks and and things like that. Um but I do feel like I'm kind of done with this fight. I feel like they've won like three times and they just keep not technically winning, but they did. And I don't
1: know. I was going to say, careful, Lindsay. Uh, Remember, if you say anything (laughs) critical about Demon Slayer ever, that means you hate it and Mm -hmm. don't understand it. And Mm -hmm. obviously don't appreciate the impeachable masterpiece that um, this season long fight scene with um a, a sexy prostitute and her like her hot topic dong rampa crossover brother is. Um the uh and I say that with love. Um yeah. I joked with my wife that uh Yutara is basically what would happen if like one of the homestuck trolls got transported <laughs> into Dongan Rampa. And I'm gonna stick <laughs> by that. Um
0: I think that's pretty pretty apt description. And and to the people who think we hate it, it's just you know, this franchise has made so much fucking money. You guys, it doesn't matter so we're not whether they are punching they're like, down here. Like that. Okay. It's doing fine. It's doing yeah. great. UFO table is creating a great show. Um, people enjoy it, it's fun to watch, but sometimes there are aspects that are kind of annoying and it's okay to say that because it still has billions and billions of yen you know i'm not yeah hurting its bottom line at all it's fine it's and look, immensely I, popular and no one's gonna quit liking it because
1: i think the fight went on too long and look I, i'm on the record for saying that every single animator working at, at ufo table and um anyone else that got like outsourced um and really every animator in the industry but like you know as, as long as we're talking about demon Slayer. Um, they are doing insane things with this show. Like this is, I mean, this episode right here is probably the single best looking episode of television animation I've ever seen just on a purely technical level. Um, I think I, you know, I've seen shows that I think are more expressive with their character animation. I've seen shows whose aesthetic I like more, but if I'm talking about just the sheer amount of, of, raw flexing craftsmanship um i don't think i could point to a single frame and complain about much like oh okay um the really realistic cg fire is maybe a bit awkward looking with the 2d models okay sure whatever um but like like that
0: occurred to me while watching and i probably only noticed it because there was so much fire just so much that you couldn't like not notice it but yeah yeah but like small quibble
1: the show looks amazing. And when it, if you want to have fun watching a cartoon, watch Demon Slayer. Like, I don't think anyone is out here saying that if you like pretty action and excitement and, like, you know, fun shows that you shouldn't watch Demon Slayer. But when I compare this show to, like, The Fast and the Furious, people think I'm insulting you. And that's just not true. I like The Fast and the Furious.
0: There's, like, eight of those. If they were bad, they would have stopped making them. People obviously right? like them, right?
1: Yeah. But a Fast and the Furious 10 was... Let's see, 20, 20 minutes times 10. Five hours long. Okay. Yeah. If Fast and the Furious 10 was five hours long, and in between the 45 minutes worth of admittedly cool car chases, we had to watch Dom and the rest of the Fast crew scream a lot and go on and on about their friendly, trivial character dilemmas, I would also be like, all right, guys, what are we doing? Do we do we really need can we get a helicopter
0: in here or something? I mean Please. someone someone give one of them a
1: chainsaw. Let's let's get this going. Where's the yeah. rock? Why yeah, why we're... can't Vin Diesel make nice with the rock? I need the rock back. Like Yeah. If Tanjiro's woe is me, I need to be stronger to beat up uh this creepy guy. If that was like maybe one or two episodes, sure. That's that's it that wore is... on me. That is
0: wearing on me really hard.
1: It's yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying and it also, it's it's the kind of thing that, it, it's the kind of, of conflict that you can find in literally any other manga hero with this uh, like, you know, Shonen Jump demographic and, and style. Like it's-
0: Self-pitying I need to get better sort of yeah. thing. I just, yeah.
1: And, but it's like constant, yeah. Does it ruin the show? No. Does it mean you shouldn't watch it? No do we want to hear Tanjiro bemoan that he's not as good at fighting as Uzui for like five straight episodes? Not really. Like no. maybe give Zenitsu something to do other than be asleep or give freaking Nezuko some lines that aren't in a dream and or flashback and or whatever Zenitsu's weird fantasies are (laughs) like I don't know man
0: speaking of Zenitsu I was trying to explain it to my husband because you know he's only powerful when he's asleep it's like he's sleepwalking swordsman right you know like that's when he's most capable is when he's like in a a zen sleep state and he was asking me like well how come he can talk if he's asleep I'm like I don't know Matt this is a Shonen Jump Show just like because it would be difficult to communicate tactics with him while he's asleep if he couldn't
1: talk I guess but yeah, or he's like in a trance, or yeah, it's like a dormant personality, or you know, whatever. It's he's not annoying. That's what matters. Is he's not annoying. Yeah, he's been
0: very enjoyable. Last episode, he was great. He did a lot of really cool stuff. I thought the like zippy zappy move effects were
1: actually pretty cool. Um, oh, I, I, that's one of my favorite. I was, um, I was, I think something. I think it was the last review where I love how, um, and I, I want to say that a lot of this probably comes down to Ufotable because the, the manga is in black and white. But I love how um, all of the characters kind of have their their color coding that yeah. extends out into their moveset. And that's not like a, you know, it's not the first show to do that. But obviously, I think depth of color and um, the, the blending of color is something that um, the studio does really, really well. Like, it's so vivid and so lush when Zenitsu zip zaps across the screen, like it, like it feels like lightning. Um, I love that. Yeah, it's one of my favorite effects. Yeah, but still would have liked like
0: more Inosuke. La- oh well, actually, no way. We did get a big Inosuke moment <laughs> last episode. <laughs> Literally sawing through a lady's neck. Like took both of his jaggedy looking blades and was like, he called it a special move, but it was j- that was um gross and cool.
1: Well, and then we learned that he survived getting stabbed in the heart because he can just rearrange his organs at will. It's just a thing (laughs) he can do. And yeah, Yeah. I get it that it foreshadowed it with him being able to dislocate like every joint in his body. Oh, that's true. Yeah, when he wormed
0: around. Yeah. yeah, But the
1: the thing about organs is that generally speaking... There's only enough room for what you've got. There's not a lot of wasted space in there. And yeah. the tubes that connect things together are pretty tight. There's not a lot of slack yeah. in the veins. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like the heart can just like jump rope around inside you. Like. I mean, going back to corsets, because
0: we were talking, I mean, that was one of the things that was associated with like extreme corsetting is that it would damage or permanently alter uh, the organ placement. Which means, like, it was more difficult to breathe because the lungs would get really cramped because everything else that was supposed to be down in the gut was up in the chest, you know? So I don't know where he could have moved his heart to where um, did it or go? how, <laughs> where, you know, did it just kind of like loop out and around on the other side of the rib cage or something?
1: I mean, I don't know. Um, he didn't immediately die of a stroke from his veins, like from the blood pressure, like. <laughs> And again, I, I don't actually care that much, right? It's okay. Yeah. Like, who cares? But yeah. Yeah. I, I think to your point, it's like not only does it not make a lot of physical sense and you'd think that if he moved his organs around, it would it would cause a lot more damage than than him just being up and to, ready to fight again. But I think it, yeah. it points back to like what you were complaining with earlier when it comes to the the fact that it's getting a little irritating how often the story goes back to these wells. And if yeah. if, the, if this if Demon Slayer is just repeatedly going to be like, oh no, Inosuke got hit. Never mind, he's fine. Or oh no, Zenitsu's asleep, but never mind, he's actually better at fighting now. Yeah. It it doesn't like I. It messes up the stakes, right? Yeah. Like
0: you, you don't end up allowing yourself to get invested in the tension because you know whatever the result of the tension is it will just get reset and i know that's like a general complaint for shonen jump stuff in general that you know protagonists are never going to actually die and everyone's going to come out fine i mean maybe uzui won't get his arm back which you know that's too bad but uh he's got three wives
1: like he's got he's three, got, he's got to three wives be fine. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> I was talking, I think it was with, with Nick or some people in a Discord earlier today, and they said their favorite uh their favorite thing about Uzui and his three lot li- three wives is the reaction to it. It's generally like, fuck you, you have three wives. Like <laughs> just angry at him for being so greedy as to have three hot wives <laughs> instead of just a reasonable one or maybe two. Yeah. But yeah, the the tension in the in the show and especially the way that they've kind of prolonged this this fight by nothing ever really being good enough over and over and over again. Like, they've deca- they decapitated Daki two or three times now. At least two. I'm just wondering if I maybe have missed one in there. But they have decapitated her at least two times. And just the whole idea of Tanjiro, like, ha- bearing his blade down on this dude's neck... And just trying to cut his head off harder this time
1: is just like, come on. Yeah. And I think uh, in the, in the comments, Nick just said that I don't need anyone to die. I just need something to change or develop with the cast instead of just got to get stronger. And that's kind of where I am. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like I, I was saying earlier in one of the reviews that I love Inosuke, but if he did die, I wouldn't actually care that much because it wouldn't really affect the story. It would just mean that the comedy scenes would be less funny because then when all we have is Zenitsu. Um, But I wouldn't like, I don't think his absence would, I mean, it wouldn't change the, the, it wouldn't change any character arcs. It wouldn't affect my like emotional connection to the plot. Um, I, I don't like, even if Tanjiro died, like I would be like, Oh, that sucks. He's nice. But like, it's, They really want you to
0: get that emotional connection to him, though, because they keep bringing out his dead family whenever, like, things get really hard. Like, something happens, and he has uh, He is facing some kind of obstacle, and then we have to see one of his dead siblings... Wake up, big bro! You can do it! And it's just, like... It doesn't... You can't do that over and over and over again. Like, I felt like... They should have stopped that with Mugentrain. Train. I feel like it really peaked there with Mugen Train flashback in the, uh, you know, when they were like messing around in each other's like subconsciousnesses and stuff. So when they brought it out again, I was just like, "Come on, guys! Like, yeah, yes, that was really ruling.
1: sad, but we can't keep milking that for sentimentality." You know? Yeah. Like you'd think by now, like you think by now that we could maybe get some of that those reactions from his friends or his. Still alive, sister, or yeah. you know the little. So as the far as we know, he left her
0: sleeping in a wooden box in the middle of an inf- like as buildings are burning down. I was like, that's not a safe place for her. She's gonna catch on
1: fire there. You can't leave her there. That's not. Yeah, she'll be fine. She'll- I know, she but- also, you know, is uh the worst thing that can happen to her is she freaks out a little bit and turns into a baby. So she'll be fine. She's just yeah. She's currently day. toddler right now. I think she's all
0: cute and small and please give her more things to do i feel like maybe two arcs ago they should have got it to a point where she could talk like
1: or at the very least pantomime like i don't know uh like interact with i like i still and people always complain that like i you know why would you expect her to blah 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 she's a demon and the lore of the story like no what i'm saying is that if she's going to be a character in the story she should have like I should be able to tell you whether or not she likes Inosuke and Zenitsu or whether or not she feels responsible for protecting them or whether or not she wants to turn human again or if she even understands what, you know, like, I don't know any of those things. She's like a, she's like a doggy that, you know, she's an attack dog with boobs.
0: (laughs) We're down to like the last five minutes. It's probably too late to ask the question of why... Now that I think about it, can't she talk? All the other demons can talk. Why can't she talk?
1: Something that... something incomplete transformation. I don't know. Oh, uh, maybe. I'm sure I'm sure it got explained at some point, but it's not like the you know, it's not like the story cares all that much. And again, I, I know I'm I I feel like I feel like it can be easy to harp on the things that the story isn't really doing that well because yeah, so much of what it does well you can just say in like a couple of sentences. The fights it are just... amazing. Yeah. Animation's great. Yeah. is a good boy.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking the next arc will probably at least get to learn a little more about the other Hashira, who are, they have more interesting yeah. character designs
1: even. So I'm hoping that maybe there's personalities to go with that. I like Kazuya fun. I feel like he, you know, yeah. I care a lot more about him than I ever cared about uh, Flamio. So, <laughs> you know. I hope he gets to like retire with his hot ninja wives. Like he's earned that, I think. Yeah. If he doesn't get his arm back, like
0: let him just, uh, let him just go live a flashy life out in
1: the mountains somewhere. I don't know. He has, he literally has three wives that can just feed him grapes all day. Again, he'll be fine. (laughs) He'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, James. I think that kind of wraps it up for this week. Um, Next week we're going to have more Attack on Titan. I don't think Jackie will be back quite yet. She's still going to be in Europe making me really jealous. So, um maybe the week after that. Does anyone know how many episodes of Attack on Titan we're getting? Is that
1: established? Is that confirmed? I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't I don't I don't think it was at the beginning of the season and I'm not sure if they've announced anything. I know people are still I'm sure they're keeping that close to the vest because they probably don't want to announce the movie until mm-hmm you know, the Again. season's just about done. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine we probably have like, let's five? see, we're on episode Four 10. So we have like a few more. I would, say, I, I would be, I'm guessing it's going to go to episode like 13 and then we're going to get like a surprise movie announcement for like, I don't know, December or something. But People are telling us 12. 12 and okay. because I'm bad at numbers, I can't
0: remember what number we started at. I only know that we're at 80. So, how many have we already done? Four?
1: Five? Does anyone remember? What is time anymore? Uh, oh, so we started at 76, I believe. Okay. So, four. Where we've only this? done four. So, we've still got five. a long ways to
0: go. Oh, okay. Okay, five. Yeah, we five. still have a long ways to go. Um, yeah. We're only about well, midway done. Yeah. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen other than everyone who's read the manga? Uh, no spoilers. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the After Show. Uh, We are here on Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern. No, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's later on the other side of the world. And country. (laughs) And (laughs) uh, so we'll be back next Monday with more Attack on Titan. Uh, Make sure to subscribe if you want to keep following along with this conversation. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also catch us on YouTube afterwards, or the podcast-only version, audio-only version, goes up on Wednesday, Tuesdays. I'm really bad at this, you guys. Like Every week. I've been doing this for like a year. Every week. Goes up on Tuesdays on AnimeNewsNetwork.com. You can also find us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, you know, whatever you use to find your podcast, we are, we are up there. And I want to thank James again for... Joining me on this journey, hopefully, I don't know. I'm still rooting for Aaron a little bit. Like, I don't know. I just,
1: I can't give up hope yet, so. I at least get it. I I get why he's mad. I don't think he should genocide the whole world, but, you know, I get why he's mad. We've all felt that way at least once, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Might have been high school for me, but, you know, we all grow at different rates. And he (laughs) actually has the power to do it. And who's to say what I would have done when I was a moody 17-year-old mad at the world? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm really glad I
0: didn't have those sorts of for real. (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.